sepsis from an infection preventionist perspective, a conversation with Jennifer Brown. Good afternoon and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19 related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who's interested to attend. My name is Kathy Caudill. I'm a communications specialist with Quality Insights. Today's discussion is the first in a two-part series on sepsis. Today, we'll be discussing sepsis from an infection preventionist's perspective, and next week, we'll be discussing it from a medical perspective. And now I'd like to introduce our guest today, Jennifer Brown. Jennifer is a quality improvement specialist and infection preventionist at Quality Insights. She is a registered nurse with over 10 years of experience in a variety of healthcare settings, most recently as Director of Staff Development and Infection Prevention in Long-Term Care. She has also led several quality improvement and infection control initiatives in acute and ambulatory settings. Jennifer, thank you for joining us again today. Thank you, Kathy. Good afternoon, everyone. As Kathy mentioned, today's presentation will begin our series of two webinars on sepsis. Today's talk will be about sepsis from an infection control perspective. Sepsis can and does affect people of all ages, but today we will discuss sepsis in nursing homes as we have found that it uh, is one of the top diagnoses for hospital readmission among our participating nursing homes. During next week's webinar, our medical director, Dr. Jean Storm, will discuss treating sepsis in the early stages. So now we'll talk a little bit about sepsis. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that one to three million serious infections occur in long-term care settings every year. Many residents of long-term care settings are older adults with chronic conditions. Both are risk factors that can increase the risk of infection. These risk factors also increase the risk of infection progressing to sepsis. So what exactly is sepsis? Sepsis is a condition which sometimes is incorrectly called blood poisoning. It is the body's extreme response to an infection that can lead to tissue damage, organ failure, and death. Sepsis is a life-threatening medical emergency. Residents living in long-term care facilities enjoy many benefits, including opportunities to interact with other residents and visitors and even facility employees. However, the more people who come and go, there's an increased risk for certain types of illnesses to be brought into and spread throughout the facility. Infections developed within a hospital or long-term care facilities are called healthcare-acquired infections, or HAIs. Some infections can become so serious that residents may need to be transported and or admitted to a hospital if they become too ill for the long-term care facility to handle. If an infection is not recognized and treated, or if the antibiotics are not effective, as can be the case if it is a antibiotic-resistant bacteria, sepsis can develop. Some common antimicrobial-resistant organisms seen in long-term care facilities include MRSA, C. diff, and VRE. 
Some common infections that are often seen in long-term care facilities include pneumonia, urinary tract infections, or UTIs, gastrointestinal infections, wound infections, and vascular access device-associated infections. So let's talk a little bit about respiratory infections. Respiratory infections, such as pneumonia, account for 35% of sepsis cases. Residents who come in contact with others who have a viral or bacterial respiratory illness may develop a respiratory infection. Also, residents with difficulty swallowing are at risk for inhaling foods or drinks, which could lead to aspiration pneumonia. Urinary tract infections, or UTIs, can typically be managed safely and effectively when they are identified and treated quickly. An untreated UTI may spread to the kidney and can also cause sepsis. Some risk factors of developing urinary tract infections include being a female. While females are more likely than males to develop UTIs, people with external genitalia are still at risk for UTIs. Though they may not be as aware of this risk, or familiar with the symptoms of urinary tract infections that would lead them to seek prompt care. Uh, ineffective hygiene practices, such as improper bathing techniques or catheter care, or the prolonged use of urinary catheters. Residents also face increased risks of infection due to the treatments they receive at the facility. Chronic invasive devices can be a portal of entry into the body, which can lead to an infection. The following chronic invasive devices can be a source of infection. Ventilator tubing, access ports, or IVs. Wounds can also be a common source of infection. Residents with frail skin can develop conditions which could become infection affected, such as scratches or fissures, skin tears, wounds, or pressure ulcers. As healthcare providers, we can work together to help prevent these infections before they progress to sepsis. Some activities that may help prevent the spread of infection include hand hygiene, Hand hygiene is an important way to prevent the spread of infection. Be sure to wash hands or use alcohol-based hand rubs when moving between residents to provide care. Effectively isolate and or cohort residents if they show signs of illness or a confirmed infection. When residents are placed in isolation, ensure that isolation protocols and the use of proper PPE, such as gloves, gowns, and or masks when required are observed. And ensure that rooms and objects are clean as per your facility's protocol. Facilities can also work to develop policies and procedures for staff, residents, and visitors, including encouraging visitors to wait if they are not well, and encouraging visitors to perform hand hygiene upon entering the facility. Educate residents 
and their families about managing chronic conditions that put residents at higher risk for infections and sepsis and encourage residents and their families to stay up to date with appropriate vaccinations. Encourage proper nutrition for residents. Malnutrition is the primary cause of immunodeficiency worldwide and can make residents more susceptible for infection. Ensure wounds are kept clean and dressings are maintained as ordered. And educate staff and perform competencies on catheter care, competencies on IV sites, which could include site assessment and strategies for reducing the risk of infection, and on injection safety. Facilities can also provide education for staff on signs and symptoms of sepsis, which include elevated heart rate, weak pulse, confusion or disorientation, extreme pain or discomfort, fever or chills, shortness of breath, or clammy skin. So why is this so important? These interventions are so important because sepsis is a medical emergency and develops quickly. Sepsis can cause irreversible damage, including death if not treated early. And with prompt recognition of symptoms in early treatment, most residents survive. In most cases, a resident who is suspected to have sepsis will need to be transferred to a hospital to receive intensive evaluation and treatment. With early recognition and treatment, long-term care professionals can improve the outcomes of residents with infections and sepsis and help save lives. This is a printable resource developed by the CDC that may be helpful entitled Four Ways to Get Ahead of Sepsis. It goes over strategies on how to prevent infections, practice good hygiene, and familiarize yourself with symptoms of sepsis, and also when to act. Thank you all very much for joining us today to discuss sepsis in long-term care. Next week, we will continue this series with Dr. Storm to discuss sepsis detection and treatment of sepsis in the early stages. Jen, thank you for this great presentation. We hope to see you all back here next week. Thank you. If you want to contact Jennifer Brown directly, you can reach her at jbrown at qualityinsights.org. You can check out our other interviews at qualityinsights.org slash QIN slash multimedia.